0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. You don't have to be defeated. You don't have to be a victim. You don't have to be hopeless, uh, because the Lord has already won the victory. The scripture says, you know, that uh, he, he has stripped and spoiled all the enemies, principalities, and powers and brought them to naught. And he has triumphed victoriously over all of it, over our sin, over the judgment that uh, that resulted in, over the curse that, that came as a result of that. He has already won the battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what we're to do is to live in the victory that he bought for us. Now, uh, you have to uh, appropriate that by faith. And every day you you have opportunities to believe something different from that. But if you're smart, you'll agree with him. Mm -hmm. How many smart people do we have in the class? Okay, I'm looking. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to feed that. So that our faith grows stronger and we do make the right decisions day after day. Uh, Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for utterance and for the anointing, for the quickening and guidance of your Holy Spirit, and for the opening of the Scriptures to us so that we can see and hear and understand you better and greater and more than before. Uh, We ask for it in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Uh, Turn everything off and and get rid of all the distractions that are going on in your life for just a few minutes now. Give the Lord your full attention and I assure you, you'll get answers. When you give Him your full focus and attention, you'll hear from Him. He's uh, uh, some. a person was trying to tell me one time of, about praying in the Spirit. They were trying to correct me and say, well, you can't pray in the Spirit, you know, just any time you want to. And they said, you can't turn the Holy Spirit off and on. And uh, uh it just came right up out of my heart. I didn't even think about it. I said, well, you know, He's never off. And God never sleeps. Have you read that? The Holy Spirit... Spirit He's never off. He's always there. And he's always ready to help you and give you utterance and give you guidance if you pay attention to him, if you focus on him, if you listen and yield to him. You remember the scripture said, in all your ways, acknowledge him. What would happen? He will, he shall direct your paths. So uh, we live in a loud Busy, uh, distracting world, and that's that's part of the enemy's device and trickery, to get you so pulled in so many different directions that you miss uh, God's voice, you you miss His word and His way. So uh, there needs to be times, and this could be one of them, that you 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 turn off every buzzing, beeping, chiming. <laughs> alerting, hmm, interrupting thing. It'll still be there, you know, in an hour or two or whatever. Just uh, push that aside, set it aside and be still in your heart and mind and know that he is God and you'll get things from him. I'm telling you, every time you, it'll start coming clear to you what, what you need to do, what you need to change. It'll come straight from him. We've been looking in these texts in Hebrews 3 and 1 Corinthians 10 for some weeks now. A topic, a series that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. This is faith school. We've talked a lot about what faith is and how it works, how it comes, how it grows, how it's released. Uh, And this is the the other side of that a little bit. Uh, We see that unbelief is a uh, it's a pervasive thing in this ungodly world that we live in and it is the the opposite choice of choosing to believe and trust god unbelief and we've talked about this before that some scripture reveals unbelief as a result of ignorance but then there's also another worse kind it's an unpersuadable unbelief that you've seen and heard and know and maybe have seen and heard many times but just refuse to believe. Being slow to believe and just refusing to believe. You know, uh, Thomas made this statement, you know, after the Lord had uh, died on the cross and and raised again. And and some of the disciples saw him, Mary and some of the women saw him, and they came back and told. And, and Thomas said, no, unless I can, you know, put my finger in that uh, nail hole, unless I can put my hand in where that spear was, I will not believe. Did you hear that phrase? I, I won't. I will not. Well, see, that's being... Uh, obstinate, that's being uh, unpersuadable, and the problem with that is the Lord had told them repeatedly what was going to happen. I mean, he told them, uh, for instance, in the book of Mark, Just uh, there's like three chapters in a row before it all ever happened that he said uh, the Son of Man is going to be delivered to the, uh, the elders and, and the Gentiles. They're going to mock him. They're going to scourge him. They're going to kill him. And the third day he's going to... He told them that repeatedly. We have record that he told them that three, four, or five times. We don't know how many more than that. So for Thomas to be like that, like, well, yeah, but I ain't going to believe this, I can touch him myself. What, you're not going to believe what the master told you was going to happen? See, this is not a good trait This being so slow to believe. Uh, Somebody that you should have every reason. and, And with the Lord's case, you do have every reason to trust him. He's never, ever lied to you. One time. Right? Never misrepresented anything to you. Not one time. Never failed to do what he said he would do. One time. So, why would we be reluctant? Why would we be slow to trust Him? When it comes to people, you know, people haven't always been faithful and reliable, and so you shouldn't just blindly and and totally trust what everybody says. But when it comes to the Lord, you don't have to hesitate. Is that right? You, You don't have to wait one moment. If He said it, Before you even understand what he's talking about, you can say, well, got to be right. Got to be right. right. Yes, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. And that's when some of the greatest trial of your faith happens is when you don't understand. But understanding is not a prerequisite for faith. You don't have to understand to trust some of the strongest trust is when you don't understand at all. Everybody said out loud, Lord, Lord I, call you I call you faithful. You have never failed. Have never failed. You never will. Never will. Faithful, faithful. Is, the Lord our God. is the Lord our God. I trust you. I trust you. Everything you say. Everything you, say. Everything you do. Everything. All your judgments, all your words words, are faithful and true. And and I trust you. you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This, uh, if you mean that and you say that from your heart, it means something to him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Well, what what if you have faith though? Well, it pleases him, right? It pleases him and um it's we we understand that a little bit um uh, there was a pastor uh in another part of the country some years ago somebody was trying to say something negative about me to him, and he just interrupted him and he said, "Now, nah, hold on, he said, "I know brother Keith, and I just don't believe that <laughs> he's saying well that that blessed me when I found that out, right yes. that he's saying that he no matter what this person was imagining, that uh, he he believed something good about my character, well, that ministered to me. Well, when we say we trust God, it ministers to Him when it's real. When it's real, and no matter what, other people are even in this world blaspheming God and saying all manner of evil things and, and crazy Stupid lies and 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 deceptive things about God, and for us to stand up and go, uh-uh, that's not God, that's not my father, he's faithful, he's good. Right? And not just that you're being religious about it, but you really mean it coming from your heart. Your father hears it, and he knows it. <laughs> and it matters to him, it ministers to him. Hallelujah. Amen. And so at every opportunity you have, you want to reaffirm that faith. And at times, you know, express that faith and declare that faith. We saw here in Hebrews 3 that he he had mentioned to them in verse 7. He said, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled and tested me in the wilderness. I'm reading the New Living Translation. There your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my miracles, for 40 years. And what we're talking about, that reluctance to believe, that slowness to believe, that refusal to believe, that is uh, connected to this hardness of heart. You'll hear these phrases, uh, stiff-necked and hard heart. The- these are a condition of the-, the human heart and spirit and soul and mind that will rob you from God's plan and God's best. It robbed them. And that's what he's saying here. And in 1 Corinthians 10, he's warning us. He's warning every subsequent generation after these, don't make the mistake they made. They, he said, don't harden your heart like they did when they rebelled. He, he said in verse 15, remember, that it says today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. He says that some three times uh, in this chapter here. It must be important, huh? Yeah. Said out loud. Don't, don't. Harden, your heart. harden your heart. Well, what, what do you do instead of that? You know, any time that you see truth about yourself, that requires a change or a correction, and uh, it's it's maybe unflattering, (laughs) uncomplimentary, uh, a truth about you, you'll do one of two things, every one of us. You'll do one of two things. You'll either humble yourself and acknowledge the truth and are willing to be corrected and taught Uh, repent, or you'll harden yourself and resist it and reject it and be unteachable and uncorrectable and, uh, you know, refuse, like we said, and reject. And that's a choice. That's a choice. And fear and pride are the two big things that cause people to go the wrong way. Uh, So many times people are so afraid they're going to be found out that they lie and hide. And so if something comes up about it, they're they're rejecting it and they're hardening themselves and they're arguing against it. But that's dishonesty. And you don't get grace doing that. You can actually fail of the grace of God, the scripture said. You can forfeit your help. Because God, you remember James and Peter, God resists the proud. But he gives grace to who? The humble. humble. And you'll find one of the big qualities of the humble is honesty. They're inseparable. You show me a humble person, I'll show you an honest person. They're inseparable. And the opposite is true about pride. The scripture said, Nobadiah, the pride of your heart has deceived you. Pride and deception go hand in hand. That's not hard to to see. I mean, to be proud is to put on airs, which is not being genuine, not being truthful. And pride and fear hides and covers. And the scripture said, "If if you cover your sin... You won't won't prosper. You won't be successful. But if you'll confess it and forsake it, you'll get mercy. Hallelujah. Mercy and grace is what you got to have to make it down here. Without God's help, you won't be enough on your own. doesn't matter who you are, what you think you know, what kind of resources you have access to. Nobody is enough on their own to overcome, to be successful, to reach what you want, what you need, you've got to have God's help. Well, that's another way of saying His grace. His grace is His help. His grace is everything He has given us uh, that we didn't earn, we don't deserve, free gift. And with enough grace, you can get through anything. Do, do you know that? or let me say it another way with enough help with enough help from God which is his grace and, and it would be him giving you things giving you the knowledge you need in this situation giving you the understanding giving you the wisdom giving you the answers giving you the direction giving you the strength giving you the favor and the connections and the opportunities giving you the resources right? With enough help, you can get through anything. You can arise to the place to to lay hold of anything that that God would make available to you. With enough of His help. But none of us, as His children, Hebrews 12 talks about this, none of us uh, are without correction. Or never have need of correction. None of us. There's nobody. I mean, I hope you don't think You have already arrived at Christ-like perfection where you are this moment. No. No. Well, if you haven't, that means you're still growing. You're still developing. And we are in the early, early stages of our existence and development. This, This whole earth life is the shortest thing we'll ever do. The Bible says it's like a mist that appears and then it's gone. We are in the early, early stages of our development in Christ and being conformed to his image. And that means that uh, we need instruction. We need correction. When you get corrected, like Hebrews says, well, actually turn there and look at it while we're talking about it. Hebrews chapter 12, you were close by. When you get correction, is it fun (laughs) To be corrected? Uh, No, no. (laughs) You say, well, I don't understand why I don't enjoy it. Nobody enjoys it. Hebrews 12, verse 3, Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. You've not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. You've forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as unto children, my son. Despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you are rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Say it out loud, whom the Lord loves, whom the Lord loves he chastens. He chastens. I've heard people say, well, it just seems like I've been getting corrected a lot lately. Well, you are loved, brother. (laughs) You you are loved, sister. And it's the truth because if if they didn't care, they'd just let you go. Right? Let you go, unchecked, uncorrected, to your own devastation and destruction, and it's just your problem. And um, we've, uh, uh, my wife Phyllis was, over the youth group at the church for uh, quite a while, and and we saw this over and over again, and the parents would hardly believe it, but they would tell her and others that they didn't think their parents cared much about them because they didn't correct them. Mm-hmm. Now, they wouldn't tell their parents that, <laughs> right? But that's how it came across to them that somebody said, well, you know, uh, our did you get in trouble, you know, because you stayed out too late? Nah, it wasn't a big deal. You know, did you get in trouble because uh, you didn't do what you were told to do, instructed to do? Nah, you know, nothing good. Well, that, uh, to them, whether they understand it or not, that is impressing upon them, they don't care. They don't care. Whether I mess up or not, whether I make it or not, they don't care. And God cares about us. Huh? And when we care about each other, we'll do some of these things too. And I'm not talking about you know prying into people's business for no reason, but especially people that are under you in some capacity. You have a responsibility to uh, to say some things at times. I mean, if somebody's about to run off the cliff and doesn't know it's there, how many think you should yell, yeah. "Stop!" <laughs> right? Stop. <laughs> And somebody said, well, man, you were were loud and harsh when you said stop. Yeah, you were about to die, right? (laughs) Well, you could have been kinder. You know, you could have, you know, maybe uh, give me some positive reinforcement before you said stop. There was no time, right? We live in a touchy-feely, wimpy, huh, whiny generation. That wear their feelings on their sleeve and and so many people including I'm talking about a lot of Christians now will take no correction none I mean if it's not some accolade or, or positive compliment they don't want to hear it and it's like it hurts them to their core but that's so ignorant to think you never need any correction right? yes Did Jesus correct his disciples? Oh, yeah, repeatedly, sometimes strongly. Did Paul correct those that he ministered to? uh, We see it in his letters and sometimes in a strong way. Why? Because, look at it again, verse 6, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Chastens, chasten is more than instruction. (laughs) It's strong correction, Right? (laughs) including a slap on the hand, right? Or or more. Whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Why? Because you need it. Now this is not talking about God giving you cancer to teach you something. Uh, That's not right. You read other scriptures, you'll find that all these diseases are evil, And part of the curse of the law. And according to Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us. From the curse of the law. No. And you know. uh, That any parent. That would inject their child. With some deadly disease. There's no way they're going to convince somebody. It was for the child's best interest. And they're just trying to teach them something. No. That's abuse. That's destruction. No. And any parent that's. You know. Uh, hurting some, a child, breaking a bone or some crazy thing. There's no way that's loving uh, chastisement, that's right? right? That's, that's something else. That's something else. But uh, God deals with us as with sons. And he goes on to say, verse 11, he said, Now no chastening for the present seems to be joyous. <laughs> you don't see people going... Woo, yay, what's going on? I got corrected, got corrected today. No, you don't feel that way, but grievous. And one of the things going on here, we need to die to the the characteristics of the ungodly flesh, and pride is one of those things. All of us have flesh, and so all of us have pride to deal with and the only way to deal with it is for it to come up and come out and you know when you realize you didn't do perfect you didn't do good you messed up you caused problems you you came way below and behind what was expected and what you could have should have done well is that joy does that make you joyous no it's, uh, you realize, wow, I messed up. And you, you'll either do one of two things. Y'all remember? When you see it, what will you do? One of two things. You'll either humble yourself and acknowledge the truth. Do you hear this honesty? You'll, you'll humble yourself and go, well, that's right. I, I, I knew better than that. I should have done better than that. And you're willing, uh, what you should say is, uh, tell me how I can change. Show, show me what, what I need to do different. How can I get a different result? here?" Or you will harden yourself and go, well, why are you blaming me for it? And, and so-and-so didn't help me. And, and I told you all I was going to do this. And, and nobody paid attention. And see, blaming and excuses. And that is a hardening of the heart. And resisting, and, and that's pride. And the problem is, you won't get grace. You won't get help to come out of that situation. Well, if you won't even acknowledge you messed up, what do you need help with? You don't even believe you, you made a mistake. No, you've got to humble yourself. You've got to acknowledge the truth and be willing to be taught and to repent. And man, if you'll do that, and everybody needs to do that from time to time everybody somebody say everybody Everybody. (laughs) come on say it out loud Lord Lord, I choose choose to be humble to be be honest to be teachable teachable, willing willing to change change. willing willing to repent repent. thank you you. for loving me enough to correct me. To correct me. I, am so I am so thankful. And I will overcome. And I will overcome. Every, deficiency. every deficiency. And rise up. Rise up. To, the to the fullness. Of the stature. Of the, stature. Of the Christ. Of the Christ. To, which to which I am called. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, you believe the Lord heard that prayer is His will, you will see results. Our time's up again today. Come back tomorrow. We just barely got through the text there. There's a lot more to see, and you are going to be helped mightily. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today.